of grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, it has actually been five years. This may be hard to believe, isn't it? But it was five years ago, this second Sunday in February, that I came to visit you folks for the first time. Five years ago. And I can still remember walking in the, the front door, Richard and Christina Mix were the first ones there to greet me. I can remember that, yes, though a, a small group of people that Sunday, a group that sang with gusto the hymns of the day. A group of friendly, God-fearing people. A group that welcomed me here with open arms. For me, that was a, a wonderful day, although for you, you had a, a pastor that, that was outgoing, Right, a, a, a week from, from today, five years ago, that was going to be his last service, and certainly that probably weighed upon your hearts as well. But yet, for me, it was a wonderful beginning. You know, at that time, I, I was coming from, from working a, a factory job, in fact. And I was over there in, you know, Purim, Minnesota. I, I was working at the potato chip factory over there. My, my job at the time was to put bags of potato chips in boxes and, and then seal up the boxes and load them on pallets and then the pallets would go on, on big trucks. I gotta tell you, it, it was not one of my favorite jobs. And it, it, in fact, you know, the, the fascia, that's kind of a fancy word, but the connective tissue in my forearms would, would kind of start to swell every day. And so I could get like four hours into a shift and, and I was fine, but then, you know, the, the things would begin to swell in my forearms and I couldn't quite move my fingers just right anymore. And by about six hours, I was ready to go home, you know, but there's still two hours left in the shift. And, and I can remember some days, you know, just using kind of a claw-like hand to grab those boxes, to move them onto the pallet, because my forearms were so swollen that I just couldn't even move my fingers. And I, I gotta tell you, I, I was not happy in that circumstance. But now, five years later, we look out and well, we have a couple more people today, don't we? And even more than that, we made it through, right? Now, I, I kind of remember in the back of my mind when you first invited my family and I to, to move into the parsonage, you know, kind of looking up at the roof and thinking to myself, you know, that's going to need shingles pretty soon. And, yeah, kind of knowing what the, the budget was, you know, thinking to myself, 
I don't really know how we're going to pay for, you know, shingles on the parsonage, but you did it. You did it this year. And, you know, there was a, a, a time, oh, has, has, it been, has it been two years ago already when the furnace went out? It was the middle of winter. And again, I kind of thought to myself, you know, we kind of need a furnace in the winter. I wonder what exactly is going to happen. But right away, you've always got a new furnace. They installed it. I, I, I don't know, you know, we were maybe with, without heat for like eight or ten hours only. There was that new furnace. You know, uh, dear friends, sometimes we can get into circumstances where, you know, looking with our eyes, maybe it doesn't seem like all that much is possible. You know? And maybe someone visiting our congregation five years ago saying, well, that, that old pastor, he's, he's outgoing. <coughs> and that, that new guy's coming from a factory. And I don't know how they're going to pay the bills. And yet, dear friends, by faith, here we are. Five years later. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy. Right? People get along. People have fellowship after the service rather than just kind of fleeing to the parking lot. You know, I've, I've been in churches where things like that were the case. Right? I would shake hands with people, out the door they go, right? Certainly can't spend time to talk to friends or, or neighbors because, well, we're in conflict, right? That fellow drains water onto my land, I can't stand him. See? That person did that thing 12 years ago. Dear friends, by the grace and the love of our Lord and Savior, here we are today. Because I believe we understand what it is to have the Holy Spirit. And really that's kind of what our text is talking about for today. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you do have some joy inside. Yeah. And when you begin to concentrate on keeping the Holy Spirit in your life, then you begin to make some adjustments, don't you? Because you, you understand, you know, if I go to the bar tonight and I get drunk, the Holy Spirit's not there at the bar getting drunk with me. And you know, if I go off with 
my friends to, to the strip club? Certainly, the Holy Spirit's not there at the strip club. And if I, I go to spend my time in idle gossip, if I intentionally want to slander my, my friends, my neighbors, the Holy Spirit isn't there as I tell lies about my neighbor. And so what is it that we need to do? We need to put that importance on maintaining the Holy Spirit in our heart. And then we begin to adjust our lives so that he will remain with us, you see. And I, you know, probably I'm not telling you anything new. But this is really what the world is missing. Right? A lot of people care less. Right? And then when they don't have the Holy Spirit, the Word of God doesn't mean anything to them. They can't even seem to understand the simple principles as they're laid out. Instead, so they turn to secular wisdom. They, they try to make things work with the power of their own mind. They come up with the, the crazy ideas of our own age. They begin to tell people that God isn't real, that he doesn't exist, that we all just kind of got here by accident. And when a tiny little baby is, is formed, it's just some kind of parasite in the mother's womb, and yeah, what do we do with parasites? We just can get rid of them, right? We have abortion. We live our, our lives according to our own ideas. We become our own gods, don't we? And now it's my way or the highway, and you can't change my thinking at all by showing me some 2,000-year-old scripture. But dear friends, we come together every Sunday. We ask a, a new pastor to come in and serve us even though perhaps things seem bleak at the time because we want to share that Holy Spirit, don't we? Yeah. We want that Spirit to be able to go out from our church, from our personal lives and touch other people. We want others to be able to be aware that there is a different way to live. There is a different understanding. There is a peace that we can find in the midst even of great turmoil. The peace that comes from doing God's will. That's where we long to be, isn't it? And that is where our Savior meets us. 
You see, the number one reason that people lose salvation in their lives is because they reject God. See, if you believe and are baptized, you will be saved, but if you do not believe, you'll be condemned. God loves so much, he forgives so much, he longs for us to be his children, he extends to us at all times that open hand of love and friendship. He desires that everyone would be saved, that all people would come to the knowledge of him. The only reason my loved ones and, and, and some of your loved ones aren't saved right now is because they have rejected that hand of God. They think they know more than God does. Yeah. They've been led astray by this age, the thinking and belief of, of false gods that are all around us. They desire to just kind of do things their own way. And in doing so, they reject the Son of God. It's even kind of interesting, as we study ancient cultures, we find that uh, for all of them, if we go back far enough, there was a time when they followed one true God. But then for each and every culture, it seems that there came some kind of event in their national history where they changed course, where they, they ran into trouble, where you know, things to their eyes seemed to be falling apart. And they said within their own hearts, maybe if we worship the rocks and trees and the stream, it'll come out okay. Maybe if we decided, for example, in China, that only the emperor can worship the one true God, and he can only do it on one day of the year. That way, somehow, God will be protected. Then it will be okay. What if we do something else. Things seem to be falling apart. What if we can't stand against our present age? We need to change. We need to modify our beliefs. We need to, to fit in. The persecution is coming. We better hide. You see. But not you. You folks stood strong. And you folks yeah, took a, a chance on me, although, yeah, I had 14 years of experience previously. I was working in that factory. See? And you folks continue to come together Sunday after Sunday. You continue to offer one another your love and your support. You continue to show in your community the love of Christ.
Have you had a chance to, to listen to Bill's new CD? Powerful song about Jesus, our Savior, that's on there. Have you folks considered recently the uh, amount of extra work Brad puts in to the church? For free? Right? I, I, I think if something happened to, to Brad, you know, we'd probably have to hire someone at about $50,000 a year to have things continue to go the same as they do today. Consider the amount of visiting that, that Doug and Kitty put in in their position as evangelism chair people. The amount of paperwork that Ruthie has to do to make the books balance and, and keep all the things going behind the scenes. Dear friends, this is what life in Christ is like. The godly people full of the Holy Spirit coming together on Sunday mornings in order to be an example in order to hear that word of God so they can go forth and share it with others throughout the week. To be that light that sat in the middle of the house to give light to everyone all around. To be that salt that resists false doctrine that is able to continue to have a voice in public places that is able to continue to be an influence on our culture even though perhaps today a lot of people say salt's bad for you yeah we don't want that salt around get rid of that Dear friends, that is what we're called to be. To be the salt. To be the light. To continue to be the people God has called us to be. Amen. I may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>